hey, good morning, everybody. Happy Sunday to you, and welcome again to the Edge Church. My name is Steve Van Denen, one of the pastors here, and really glad to have you joining with us again today as we're nearing the end of our sermon series that we've been calling Active Discipleship, where over the past few months we have been unpacking what it means and what it looks like for us to be and to live as disciples or followers of Jesus. And so, so far we, we, we've talked about, about being worshipers of God. We've talked about having our identity being rooted uh, and formed in him. We've talked about uh, uh, relationships that reflect him. And, and this month has been all about ministry. And so we've talked about, about the ministry of prayer and intercession. Last week, Pastor Neil talked about, uh, about the ministry of good works. And today now I want to share with you about the ministry of spiritual gifts. And so as we get into that, I just want to pray for us. I want to invite you to pray. Um, and let's just ask God to meet us in our time. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this moment. God, thanks for this time that you've given us together. God, thank you that you're present, that you're here. And God, I just pray that as we open up your word together, God, that you would speak to us. God, for every single person, Lord, right now, that you would give them ears to hear from you. God, that we'd hear your voice today. And God, that our hearts would just be open to you. Lord, receive what it is that you have to say. God, to receive how it is, God, that you want to move in our lives. Holy Spirit, come and have your way in our time, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so we're talking about spiritual gifts, and my guess is that even as you hear those words, that it probably stirs up some different feelings or thoughts for many of you. If I had to guess, there's probably some of you today who, who hear spiritual gifts and you get kind of excited. You're like, yes, finally, let's talk about the spiritual gifts, right? Maybe maybe for others of you, you hear spiritual gifts and you get a little bit uneasy, maybe even a little bit fearful. And and probably there's still others of you who, who are maybe a bit indifferent or maybe even a little bit curious because you, you haven't had a whole lot of exposure. Uh, you haven't had a lot of teaching maybe regarding spiritual gifts. And, and so maybe you're interested and, and you're like, hey, I'm here for the ride. Okay. So regardless of how you come to this topic today, here is my hope and my prayer for all of us. Okay. That, that, that as we come to the topic of spiritual gifts, that we come humbly. And, and that we don't start with just our own opinions and, and not even our own past experiences, but that, that, that we start with the Lord and what he has to speak to us from his word. Can we do that? Uh, if we can do that, I think we can get somewhere. So if you have your Bible, open it up to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Um, and this is where the Apostle Paul is writing to us. He's writing to the church about this very topic. And he says this beginning in verse 1. He says, Now about spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that when you were pagan, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I tell you that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed, and no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. So Apostle Paul starts off, uh, kicks it off, and he's saying to us, listen, when it comes to the spiritual gifts, church, I, I don't want you to be 
ignorant about them. Okay, in other versions it says, I don't want you to be uninformed. Because Paul loves and cares for the church and, and doesn't want us, the people of God, missing out on all that God has for us and for our life in Christ. And, and, and really the truth is that there are many things in our Christian walk as followers of Jesus that, that because of leaders or, or teachers or our own apathy towards studying God's word, that, that we end up ignorant or uninformed about. And, and the result of this ignorance about spiritual gifts in Corinth anyway to this church is that it resulted in chaos and, and disunity and, and division in the church. And, and, and sadly, the reality is today that it still does. I, I, if I had to guess that, that there are at least some of you who've had a front row seat to this very thing where you've witnessed the harsh words or, or attitudes or, or disunity or even church splits around this very issue of spiritual gifts. And, and so Paul tells us, listen, Church, I want you to get this. I want you to have understanding so that we can walk this out rightly together to the glory of God and for the good of his people. So I'm going to teach you about spiritual gifts because the spiritual gifts are good and needed and God has them for you and wants you to receive his gifts and grow in them. You say, well, how do you know that? Well, well, two chapters later, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1, he tells the church plainly, he says, listen, follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts. And, and then in verse 12, he goes on to say, he says, listen, since you're eager to have spiritual gifts, try to excel in them. Paul says, listen, church, desire the spiritual gifts, grow in the spiritual gifts, excel in the spiritual gifts. In fact, it would be ignorant of us not to. So what then are spiritual gifts? Well, let, let me just give you a bit of a working definition for spiritual gifts uh, to, to maybe help you a little bit. You can write this down, hold on this, think about this, whatever it is. Here, here it is. Spiritual gifts are a supernatural ability, enablement, or capacity given by the Holy Spirit to God's children to proclaim Christ in word and deed and to build up and rightly display the body of Christ. That sounds like a mouthful. I'm going to say it again. Spiritual gifts are a supernatural ability, enablement, or capacity given by the Holy Spirit to God's children to proclaim Christ in word and deed, and to build up and rightly display the body of Christ. Now, now look, one of the very first things that Paul wants us to understand about the Holy Spirit and spiritual gifts is that the Holy Spirit and his gifts are all about Jesus and pointing others to him. Look, look at verse three. He says, therefore, I tell you, no one who is speaking by the spirit of God says Jesus be cursed and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. How do you know you have the Holy Spirit dwelling within you and working through you? You love and proclaim Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit who convicts us of our sin that separates us from Jesus, right? It's the Holy Spirit who reorients our life towards him, renewing and transforming our heart and mind to love, serve, worship, obey, follow Jesus. The Holy Spirit is always pointing to Jesus. I mean, Jesus himself says in John 16, 13, 14, he says, when he, the spirit of truth, talk about the Holy Spirit, he says, he will guide you. When he comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me, Jesus, because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known 
to you. The, the, the Holy Spirit is all about Jesus, and you know you have the Holy Spirit when you're all about Jesus, when you love and follow him, when he is Lord, meaning that he is first and greatest, that, that, that your allegiance, your obedience is to him, and when you proclaim him with your words and the life that you live. Jesus actually says in Acts chapter 1, verse 8 about the Holy Spirit to the disciples there, he says that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Well, for what? He says, to be my witnesses is what Jesus says, to proclaim me. So, so a good test regarding all spiritual gifts is whether or not the gift is pointing people to Jesus and glorifying him, exalting him and displaying him. So, so, so really practical here. If you're asking this question, is this a gift of the spirit of God? Just ask, is this gift about Jesus? Is this honoring him? Is this reflecting his word and his ways and his character? Is this inspiring people to love him and know him and, and serve him and worship him and follow him and obey him? Or is it not? But Paul is saying that if it isn't ultimately about Jesus, then it didn't come from the Spirit of God. So, so, so if you come across someone claiming to have some spiritual gift, but it's all about them and their name and their fame, and it's drawing people to follow them instead of Jesus, then it's not from the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is all about Jesus. And so, so really then, we don't start with gifts or talents or abilities or, or good works or any of that stuff. We start with Jesus and loving him. That's our first place. That's really the first work of the Spirit, is to draw us to God in Christ. And so listen, if if you're joining us today and you're not a Christian, then I got to tell you that, that, that this is the reason why you're tuned in right now, to become a Christian Right, to know Jesus, for you to repent of your sin that, that, that has kept you from Jesus and to receive Jesus' love and grace and forgiveness that, that, that he paid for with his own blood on the cross for you. That, that Jesus would be the Lord of your life, that your trust would be in him, that your hope would be in him. And that by receiving what he's done for you, you receive then the Holy Spirit who lives in you and empowers you to know Christ and to walk in in Christ and in his ways, who empowers you to do that. It's all about Jesus. The Holy Spirit is always pointing towards him, and so are his gifts. Look, look then with me at verse four. Paul, Paul says next, he says, listen, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but it is the same God who works all of them in all. Notice here, Paul says that everyone is gifted. Do you see that? Verse six, the same God works all of them in all, all. That's everyone who belongs to Christ. That's, that's all believers. Verse seven, then it goes on to say that, that, that the manifestation of the spirit to each one, a manifestation of the spirit is given to each one, right? If you belong to Jesus, the Holy Spirit resides in you and you've been given a spiritual gift from God, at least one via the Holy Spirit. That word gift comes from the Greek word charisma, which literally means grace given. So spiritual gifts are grace gifts, which means that they're not earned, which means they're not a result of our works. They're not something that we get for ourselves. Like we don't make that happen for us, but rather they're given to us by grace as God the Holy Spirit determines. So, so, so all of you then are gifted. You have a gift that's been given to you by the Holy Spirit. You are a gifted church. Congratulations. 
the, the question perhaps for you to consider today is, have I received my gift? Have I opened that gift? We'll come back to this in a bit. Look, so, so, something else I want you to notice here is how Paul repeats these words different and same here. He says, listen, different kinds of gifts, same spirit. Different kinds of service, same Lord. Different kinds of working, same God. Here, here's what he's telling us. The, the Holy Spirit manifests himself through us in a lot of different ways. The, the Holy Spirit comes in many different ways through the life of the believer. Do you see that? This, this is really important because we see here that gifts could also be called service, that, that they could also be called workings. In verse 7, they could also be, also be called manifestations. So, so gifts is not the only descriptor for the way that the Spirit of God is working. There are a lot of ways the Holy Spirit empowers us as believers, and there's a lot of variety. I, I don't know if you've realized this or not about God, but God loves variety. Like, like, just consider for a minute, like fingerprints, like snowflakes, like every leaf on a tree or grain of sand on the seashore is different from every other. God doesn't make replicas. Instead, God makes us unique, and, and he says that we're beautifully and wonderfully different from one another. And he gives them to each of us unique abilities and gifts, not so that we'll work independently apart from one another, but so that we are interdependent, working with one another, in need of one another to display the glory of God. So our unity then is not a result of having the same gifting, but rather our unity is in the God who gifts and empowers us uniquely so that together we might represent and display him. So, so something for us then we need to be really, really careful about criticizing other believers because their gift isn't the same as ours. Because they don't walk in or operate in the same gift as you. That, that, that's just the spirit of pride and of judgment and of really disunity. It, it's the Holy Spirit who determines the gifts. And he disperses them in such a way so, so, so that we won't just go out our own way and do our own thing, but so that the fullness of God might be expressed in our togetherness and our unity as each of us brings our gift. No, Paul, verse 7, Paul says, To each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given, listen, for the common good. That's what he says. Who, who's your gift for? It's for us. It's for the church, Right? Paul says spiritual gifts are about the common good, not the individual good. And when you look across the landscape of the Apostle Paul's teaching on spiritual gifts, you'll see that gifts are about strengthening and encouraging and building up the church. In chapter 14, verses 12 and 26, Paul says, listen, since you are eager to have spiritual gifts, try to excel in gifts that build up the church. Later in verse 26, he says, what then shall we say, brothers? When you come together, everyone has a hymn or a word of instruction or a revelation or a tongue or an interpretation. Listen to this. All of these must be done for the strengthening of the church. Paul says, know what these gifts are about, church. They're not about you. They're about us. Like God didn't just give you a gift for you. God gave you a gift for us. God has gifted you for the sake of us so that through your gift, right, we might all be better. We might all be strengthened. All of us are growing then and being built up in Christ. And it takes you knowing your gift and offering your gift for that to happen. 
And so from here, Paul, he goes on then and he starts to name some of these spiritual gifts. Verse 8, he says, To one there is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom, to another the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one Spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these, listen, are works of one and the same Spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. Again, these are gifts given by the Holy Spirit as he determines. Not not as you or I determine, as he determines. And here Paul lists nine of these gifts. And so so in this list, we have three that that are considered the discerning gifts. One of these is the gift of the message of wisdom. The gift of wisdom is the divine strength or ability to understand rightly and to bring clarity and solutions to situations and circumstances. This is often done through applying the truth of Scripture in practical ways, but but this is really just the supernatural impartation of, of like facts and clarity and solutions for a situation. The right answer comes from God, but it comes through you. That's the gift of wisdom. Uh, another discerning gift Paul names is, is the spiritual gift of knowledge. And this is really similar, but, but knowledge is the divine strength or ability to know something specific without having learned it by natural means. This is the ability to know something because the Holy Spirit revealed it, right? And, and this can ultimately then help direct others in truth and right understanding. The, the third discerning gift that he mentions is the gift of distinct, distinguishing between spirits. This is the divine strength or ability to identify falsehood or wrong motives or or the spiritual forces that are at work in a situation. This is a a supernatural gift of the Holy Spirit given for the good of God's people to help really us stand against the, the lies, the schemes, and the deception of the enemy. That's trying to trick us into believing something that isn't true about God, something that isn't true about ourselves, something that isn't true about others or a particular situation. This is a gift that gives us eyes to see with spiritual eyes. These are known as or referred to as the discerning gifts here in this list. Then he also lists three that are referred to as the dynamic gifts or the power gifts. One is the gift of faith. This is the divine strength or ability to believe God for unseen supernatural results in every area of life. This is a like a supernatural confidence in God, in God's promises, in God's character, in what God is doing, regardless of how something might look or how we feel. This is like, the, the, this, this is a spiritual gift of faith where somebody's like, I know God's going to do this. I know God's going to come through. I know God, like, like they're standing on the Lord in faith. Another dynamic gift here is the the gift of healing. He mentions this is a divine strength or ability to act as an intermediary in faith and prayer for the healing of physical, mental, and spiritual sickness. The Bible tells us that God is a healer. Like, like Jehovah Rapha is one of the names of God, the God who heals, and God displays that through this spiritual gift. The third dynamic gift, this is the gift of miraculous powers, right? I don't know about you, that one, I'm sort of like, sign me up, right? Like, like that sounds great, but this is the divine strength or ability to alter the natural outcomes 
of life in a supernatural way. Now, you might hear that and go like, oh, that's ridiculous, right? Like that, that's, that's too much. But, but you can't tell me that you've really read and believed the Bible, right? If you don't believe that God works in powerful and supernatural ways through his people, right? That, that, that could only be described as miraculous. Think Red Sea. Think, like I could, we could just think Lion's Den. Think story by story from Genesis to Revelation. It is all through the scriptures. This is something God does. Again, this is God working through you. This is not your work. It's a gift of the Spirit. The, the third one that, uh, that uh, the last three, so we have discerning gifts, we have dynamic gifts. The last three are, are known as declarative gifts. These are really speaking gifts. And the first gift that he mentions here is prophecy. Prophecy is the divine strength or ability to communicate God's truth in his heart in a way that calls people into right relationship with God. This, this is not giving someone your opinion, okay? This is speaking what God is saying. And, and these are gifts, keep in mind, these are gifts for strengthening, for encouragement, for building up. These aren't like teardown gifts. These are build up gifts. The, the prophet Jeremiah actually warns us about this gift. And he says, listen, be careful because there are consequences for saying God said when God didn't say. Pro prophecy is a revelation from God through a person and, and it is a gift of the Holy Spirit. Another declarative gift, it says, the gift of speaking in different tongues. This is the divine strength or ability to communicate a message from God in a language unknown to the person speaking it. The, the, like, so, so this isn't like you sharing the gospel in Spanish or French because you took that class, okay? Like, like this is supernaturally given so that others can hear about Jesus. In Acts chapter 2, it, it tells us that the disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak in other language, proclaiming the wonders of God, where people who were gathered there from all over and all different places says, hey, we hear them declaring in our own language the wonders of God. Now, additionally, there's also a prayer language of tongues that we read about in 1 Corinthians 14. And, and this is one of the ways by which your spirit communes with God. This is, this is a way that you speak to God via the Holy Spirit, via the Spirit. And Paul, Paul says that actually this is one of the ways in which we build ourselves up in the Spirit. And, and then there's also the gift of tongues for prophecy where, where God is communicating a message to his people through this gift of tongues. And we're going to dig into a, a bit more of this uh, in our next series. But, but just know this, tongues is a gift of the Spirit for you, for the church, and for the world to hear Christ proclaim. And, and that flows right into this last gift that Paul mentions here, which is the gift of interpreting tongues. Th this is a divine strength or ability to understand and express the thoughts or intent of the message spoken in tongues. This is, this, this is an interpretation, okay? This isn't a translation. So, so this means you might have somebody who's speaking in tongues for five minutes and, and somebody has an interpretation and, and their interpretation is really simply like, hey, the Lord's saying, don't be afraid. Be at peace. I'm with you. It, it's it's an interpretation of what God is revealing, of what God is speaking. Not, it, it's an interpretation. It's a gift of the Holy Spirit. So, so Paul mentions nine spiritual gifts in this list. Now, later in chapter 12, Paul will actually name a few more. And, and in Romans 
chapter 12, he names even more. He talks about things like the gift of serving and, and encouragement and teaching and giving and leading and showing mercy. And, and then he lists even more gifts in Ephesians chapter 4. So, so perhaps there are even more spiritual gifts than the scriptures give us. That's a possibility. But I think the point is simply this, that, that God the Holy Spirit wants you to receive and walk in his gifts to build up and encourage and strengthen his church and point others to Jesus. The question probably most of us want to know then is, what, what's my gift, right? What is my gift? Here, here's the answer. I don't know. Okay, like, like I, I, I don't know necessarily what your gift is, but I do know this, it, that if you know the Lord, if the Holy Spirit resides in you, that then he has gifts for you, at least one. And so if someone comes to you and they say, listen, like, like I'm gifted, but you're not kind of a thing, Right? Or, or, or my gift is better than your gift because you don't have this particular gift or your gift doesn't look like mine. Or, or if they say, like, like, if our church really operated in the gift of the Spirit, that we'd all have this one gift because this is the one that matters more than the rest. Like, that's something we ought to run from. Okay, We should reject that because God's word tells us that he gives gifts to all and that he gives out a variety, different ones by his grace, and that all the gifts matter. But, but, but here, one really simple way to consider what your spiritual gift might be is to consider how God has uniquely gifted you to love and serve and strengthen his church and proclaim Jesus. Like, how does God do that through you? Because your gift or your gifts are really meant to be a way by which you love others and proclaim Jesus. And that can be a lot of different things. So, so I would worry less about putting a label on it and really just asking the Lord and considering what that might be for you. Another great thing would be to ask some other believers who, who really know you and who've walked with you, like, what is it that I do that when I do that, it seems to strengthen faith in, in other believers around me? When I do that, it points people to Jesus, that displays his kingdom. I I mean, that could be like a gift of administration where, where you where you like organize and help make things work and run and all that. It might be a gift of mercy and just sitting and being with hurting people. It might be a gift of hospitality where you just like throw amazing parties and, and, and get people together to minister the love and the care of the Father. There, there's all different kinds of gifts of the Holy Spirit that the Holy Spirit gives to empower you to be a minister question, how, how, how has he gifted you? Now, let me just say something as a clarification here too. H having a spiritual gift does not mean that like that's the only way that you can love and serve and bless and encourage, right? That you can sow into the family of God. If you will, my dad used to always say when we were growing up that, that, that being part of a family means that you help the family however you can because that's what family does. I think that's true for the church as well. Like Jesus didn't tell the parable of the good Samaritan to teach about the gift of helps, right? It's like, well, if you have that gift, do this. No, it was for everybody, right? Regardless of that, so that we're called to be of help, to serve someone in need, regardless of gifting, just out of love. Spiritual gifts are not an excuse for, do, for not doing something, for not loving, for not blessing, right? I can tell you that I've seen this before with people where, where that asked for help or assistance, they're like, yeah, that's not really my gift. Right? Look, let me tell you something. You are the gift. 
okay? You, you are the gift. And if you can help, help. That's love. That's humility. That's Jesus. So sometimes the real manifestation of the Spirit is simply to love and serve like Jesus in whatever way you can to help and be a blessing. That's ministry. Uh, additionally, what you'll find is that as you say yes and you put yourself out there to serve, you might just find that you have a gifting or an ability that you didn't realize that you actually had. Like serving can be a way by which you discover gifts. Remember, God wants to use us in each other's lives to build up and strengthen his body. And the Holy Spirit gives each of us gifts so that we can. Are, are, are you offering your gift? Are, are you ministering with the gift or the gifts that God has given to you? The, the apostle Peter says it like this to us in 1 Peter 4, verse 10, 11. He says, listen, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms so that in all things, God may be glorified. That's our goal through Jesus Christ to whom belongs the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Spiritual gifts are given to this end, that God be glorified. That, that is, church be built up in him and walking in his fullness, and that we together put him on display for the world to see. That's the goal. That's the purpose. In fact, we are called Jesus' body. Okay, when Jesus talks about it, he says, listen, church, you are the light of the world. You are a city on hill, which is to say that we have been put on display so that through us, the world can see who Jesus is and what he's like. No wonder then when we get off course here, when we ignore spiritual gifts or, or are ignorant of them, when God's church has disunity and division rather than love for one another and service to one another, it shouldn't surprise us then that we find a church that is powerless and the world not really interested or, or paying much attention to the message that we're bringing because it doesn't look like or represent Jesus. It, it, it says Jesus on the label, but it's not really Jesus that's being presented. It is essential for us, church, that, that we receive and we know our gifts, that we grow in our gifts, that we bring our gifts and offer our gifts and minister our gifts to one another, not only that we might be built up, right, and that the church might be built up and that we might walk in the fullness of God together, but that the world might see Jesus and be saved. So back to my question from earlier, have you received your gift? Have you opened your gift? Or, or if you have, have you even considered that there might be other gifts the Holy Spirit has for you? That, that, that maybe the Holy Spirit has more for you than you have now, right? More that he wants to give and more that he wants to bring forth from your life. Do you want what the Holy Spirit has for you? If your answer today is yes, then let me tell you that there's no magic to this, okay? Like there isn't like some special ritual that you have to perform or any of that kind of stuff in order for you to, to receive and open up the gift that the Holy Spirit has for you. That, that really simply there's an invitation from God to you to come to him in prayer and ask him. Jesus says to us in Luke chapter 11, verse 13, he says, if you then, 
though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? You can ask God to fill you with his Holy Spirit today, to empower you with his gifts for ministry so that that the works of God might be brought forth in your life and through your life for the sake of his church and for the glory of his name in the earth. So so, so here's what I want to do this morning Um, because it's not something I can do for you. I just want to pray and I want to invite you to pray. I want to pray and just ask God to minister to you and I want to invite you to pray and just to ask the Holy Spirit to fill you. Ask the Holy Spirit to empower you and ask the Holy Spirit to, uh, to open up that gift and, and just receive it by faith. That, that, that's all we can do is to receive by faith what God wants to give to us. So I'm going to pray. Uh, would you guys pray with me? Father, thank you so much for this time. God, thanks for being a good father all the time. Jesus, thank you that you came and, and that when you left, you said that you would send the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit wouldn't just be with us, but would be in us. And thank you, Lord, that Holy Spirit, that, that you have gifts for us, that we can walk uh, in the ways of Jesus, that we can minister. God, that we can help to build up your church, strengthen your church, encourage your church, and God, that we can together put you on display for the world to see. So Holy Spirit, I I just pray that you would minister in every single heart right now. God, that you would fill up your people. Lord, that you would baptize your children in the Spirit. And if you're if you want that today, I just I just invite you to just open up your hands and, and just ask the Lord for you. Just invite him. Just say, Holy Spirit, fill me. Holy Spirit, fill me. Holy Spirit, empower me. Holy, Holy Spirit, give me whatever gift, God, that you have for me. Lord, I receive it. Lord, show me, teach me. God, help me to walk in that. Lord, grow me, Lord, in all the ways, God, that you have for me to to, to walk with you. And God, for all the ways that you have for me to minister, God, to your people. Lord, have your way in me. God, I receive you. I receive of you. Fill me up. For the sake of your name, for the good of your church, God. Thank you for your love and your goodness. Jesus' name, amen.